I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. How's everybody doing? Invite some people to come in. Uh, is my signal good? Is everything good? Is everything good? When I was on my other, my other channel, they told me my signal was bad. My 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 my, uh, <laughs> my picture was fuzzy. I need a a haircut. I need this beard trimmed down. Oh my God! I need so much. Can you all hear me? Can I just kind of relax and talk to you tonight? I've not been talking to you because life has really been extremely um, busy. Things are changing. Uh, you all know I am a pastor, so things are changing. We're <sighs> making preparations to get back into um, sanctuaries and all of that kind of thing. Um, but this is what's been on my mind. This is what's been on my heart. And and if you would, I'd, I'd, I'd love for you to, um, as you come in, just, you know, if if you if you like the content, please hit the thumb. Uh, it helps us to spread the message even further. And uh, copy the link and send it to your your girlfriends because they need to hear this. Um, how a woman? How a woman? Um, I think I titled it like this. What a woman needs to, how a woman needs to talk to herself. How you as a woman need to talk to yourself. Now, this, this message um, applies to men as well. It does. But I have to be very honest with you. Um, Men are not impacted by language like women are. Men are not as impacted by language um, like women are. This light is bright. Oh, we'll, we'll live with it. And what I'm seeing is, I need you all to hear me now. I need you to really you know, calm it down and lock in for a few minutes and listen to what I'm saying to you. I'm seeing a generation of women who are being puppet mastered by intentional language. One of the things that I teach in, in, in my book, The Father-Daughter Talking, in a few of my queenology programs is that a perverted misogynistic male culture 
manipulates a woman with calculated conversation. And what I am seeing that is running rampant today is I'm seeing women who go to a fountain to drink relative to rhetoric and language, and that fountain is poisonous, but you keep returning to it, and you continue to damage your soul. The thing most women have never been taught is that the most dangerous aspect of the most dangerous weapon used against a woman in life is calculated language. A man will use calculated language to reach into the soul of a woman to rearrange her self-esteem, her self-perspective, and diminish her sense of worth through language. You know, many people think it's funny when I, when I ask the question, how is it that a PhD woman is manipulated by a GED man? It's because the PhD woman may be brilliant, but the GED man is intentional about observing and learning the woman for the purposes of manipulation. And so he uses language to gain entrance to your heart. And then he uses that same language to destroy your sense of self-esteem. And you find yourself running back to a man that only serves to break you down. But there's, there's something that is so broken in you. you. You have become so broken and addicted to a toxic man to the point that you continue to go back and sip from the fountain of his rhetoric and hatred. Because there are a lot of these men that, that, that you all are listening to and taking, you know, you're taking these men's words. These men hate women. You can listen to a man's language. You can tell when a man hates a woman. There's, 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 it's clear, it's obvious when a man hates a woman because when a man really loves women, and I'm not talking about in a perverted sense, but when a man really loves women and has an esteem for women that starts with his mother, his sisters, bleeds over into his relationships with women, his wife and his daughters, that man, listen to me well, that man bends over backwards not to hurt the feelings of the women he loves. When a man is comfortable insulting and breaking a woman down, he hates 
women. And the sad thing is that that same language of hatred that this man may use against the woman breaks her soul, creates within the woman what I call the approval trap because the same man that breaks you and disapproves of you when your soul is broken, your soul longs for the approval of that man. And so you keep going back to that man, hoping that this is going to be the day that he's going to approve of me and give my soul closure. He never will. He hates women. And he uses his language to destroy the souls of women. And so all of this does what? All of this empties out the woman's self-esteem. You see, an abusive man is not necessarily a man that um, puts his hands on you. Only that's obvious. An abusive man is not necessarily a man that curses you. Uh, That's obvious. Sometimes an abusive man is one that uses intentional language that always makes you second-guess yourself, always makes you rethink your worth, your value. And what happens is he breaks your soul because now you you need to be approved of by him. So I want to talk, I was just kind of walking today and I was on, talking on Instagram. If you all are not following me on Instagram, go find me on Instagram at R.C. Blakes. Because what you're going to discover, if, if you will listen to me in this little candid, impromptu conversation that I, I'm trying to have with you tonight, you're going to discover that You've been caught up in the system. See, that's, that's my purpose for being. My purpose for being is to really rescue women from the systems of misogyny that serve to enslave the woman. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to dismantle the male-female dynamic you know, how the male and the female are to work together according to the word of God and how the dynamic of dominion is supposed to work. But a lot of people that are supposedly promoting, you know, divine order are really hiding behind scripture and other systems to enslave and to miniaturize the woman and to shrink the woman to a place that God never intended her to be. You were always intended to be co-partners in dominion. But these systems have gotten into the brains of brilliant women and these systems have shrunken you to a point that you are You are a figurine of your authentic self. 
and you have no fathers, we have very few fathers that will speak to these issues. You have very few men that will stand up and say, yes, the system has been designed to shrink the woman so as to manage and manipulate the woman. And the woman thinks that she's in a fair, balanced system. And the reality is she's being managed and manipulated and enslaved unknowingly. And it happens through what? Language. Now, let me say this. <sighs> you have to, you're going to have to understand this. I just kind of jotted some things down, as you can see. You're going to have to understand this. As a woman, as a queen conscious woman, you're going to have to understand that your value is determined by your mindset. Now let me, let me break that down. What do I mean by that? Bay, I don't care how fine you are. You can be 36, 24, 36. You, you, you can, you know, you can weigh whatever they say you're supposed to weigh. You can wear whatever size dress they say you're supposed to to where you, you can you can have all of that stuff, all that external stuff going on. That that that's that's not that's not equivalent, uh, that does not equate to value. Unless you're a really shallow, small individual. I mean it takes a very shallow person to say, okay, you're 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 valuable because your measurements are this and, and you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's a very shallow individual. I was watching a show last night and he did a, an amazing illustration. I want you to hear this and I'm going to get to the point, but I need, I need to say all of this stuff. They were teaching this guy about not being so superficial in terms of choosing a woman. And so the counselor or whatever this guy was that was trying to change this guy's mindset about um, not being so superficial in, in terms of choosing a woman, he, he showed the guy a donut that looked like, you know, it looked amazing, looked like it had chocolate on it. And he, he, he said, do you want it? He says, yeah, I want that. I want, the, I want it. And he bit into the donut and it looked beautiful, but on the inside it had toothpaste in it. He said, oh, no, this is horrible. And he gave him something else that looked beautiful on the outside, but on the inside or the seasoning or whatever was horrible. And then the guy, the counselor, uh, you know, took uh, what looked like was a, was a little bowl, but it was in the form, it was in the shape of a toilet. Little bowl, but it was in the shape of a toilet, and it had some kind of something in it. And he, he said, do you want to taste this? He said, oh, no, I don't want to eat out of that. I don't want to eat out of the toilet. He said, well, will you just kind of indulge me and just, just taste it? He tasted it, and he realized that what was in it was amazing. He was trying to teach him that value is not in what the eye beholds. Value is not in what the eye beholds. Listen, 
Those of you that are presently 36, 24, 36, good luck. If that's where you think your value is, good luck. Good luck. When time and children and menopause and all of this other stuff happens, good luck if you think that's where your value is. Your, your value was never in your exterior. Your value was always in your interior. You're, you are a woman of value because of your mindset. When you go and look at Proverbs 31 woman that is famous in the Christian circles, we call her the virtuous woman. There's like 20 some verses describing this woman and why she's, the Bible says she excels all other women. She is the most, you know, she, she is the, the quintessential woman. And within all of those 20 some verses that describes this woman, there's no reference to her physicality. The references are to relative to her heart of service, her heart of compassion, her brains, her business acumen. Everything describing this woman was relative to her internals. Romans 12 and 2 talks about, listen to this. Be not conformed to this world. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I talk about this a lot. The world has systems that cave in on the woman to do what? Shrink her miniaturize her, conform her to what the world wants you to be. Be not conformed to this world, but be, watch this, transformed. What does, what's the visual on transformation? It's the visual of the, 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 what is it, the little caterpillar, whatever it is, goes into the cocoon and God does whatever he does inside of that co cocoon because the value is always internal. And when that butterfly comes out of that cocoon, it is, or that, what is it, caterpillar comes out of that cocoon, it is transformed into a beautiful butterfly with new dimensions. But it had to go inside to actualize its value. As long as you are conditioned to believe, my dear, that your value is in your external, you will always function on the level of a slave. I call it female slave conditioning. It's where the world manages and manipulates you through intentional language that reaches into your soul and manages your soul at will. And don't tell me that, that you're not being managed. There's no other reason why. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't need to get in trouble. But your value is determined by your mindset. 
And I'm going to get to this. If you look in 3 John 1 and 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, watch this, even as thy soul prospers. Now, what is the soul? The mind, the will, the emotions. Your mind, your will, your emotions have to prosper. He says, I would that you prosper, that your life will go in the external world to the, to the extent you have gone in the internal world. But if there is no focus on your internal world, you are relegated to simply living a farce of a life in the external world. That's, this is when you commit yourself to things like labels and all of this kind of thing to give you the semblance of success because in, in reality, internally, you have failed. You, you, have, you, have, you, have, you have surrounded your life with the trappings of success, but internally, you're a failure because you're out of touch with your, your own way of thinking, you're, you're no longer in control of your own will and your emotions are all over the place. Everybody's pushing the buttons of your emotions. You are failing because your value is determined by your mindset. What's going on in you? If you spend as much time thinking about what's happening in you as you spend relative to what you look like in the external world. What an amazing life you will have. Look what Psalms 139 and 14 says. It says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And he goes on to say, and this my soul knoweth right well. I'm convinced of my own value. I'm convinced of my own worth. My soul is convinced of this. To the extent no language, no voice outside of me can speak into my heart and empty my self-esteem or rearrange my sense of worth and value. So it has been, I'm just setting this up before I get to the thing I want to just talk about. It has been language that has robbed you of your power of self-perspective. You don't know who you are. Language has changed your internal settings. It's kind of like that story I tell all the time about um, the jewelry thieves that um, robbed a jewelry store in broad daylight and uh, the employees gave them the jewels with a smile. Well, how did they do it? They broke in the night before when the store was closed and they changed the prices on the expensive pieces. If it was 100, they marked it down to 10,000. 10, if it was 10,000, they marked it down to 1,000. And the next day they came in simultaneously, or different times rather, and they purchased the pieces at a fraction of the value because they had changed the price. Well, the language of the world has served to change your price tag. And in some cases, you are delivering value 
without price. Now, listen to what Proverbs 12 and 18 says. Says there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword. There are some, in other words, who have words that cut through us like a sword to do what? Damage the soul. So now if Romans 12 and 2 says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, who do you think is the main agent in renewing your mind? Who spends the most time in your head? You do. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.